Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some of my imagination and creativity, some of my intuitive, not directed self (laughs) in regards to how I explore some of these etheric, mystical energies. A lot of times when you hear me speak, I'm interweaving a lot in regards to psychology, spirituality, energy healing, things of that nature. And today, if you're listening to this podcast, the day that it comes out, I will actually be exploring in England, in a lot of different places in England, hanging out in the London area, Glastonbury, Avebury, doing a sunrise ceremony at Stonehenge, lots of these really cool mystical sites that I will be visiting and learning about and connecting in with my ancestry and all that good stuff. But today, I am sharing a little bit of knowledge that I have about ley lines. I don't know if you've heard that word before, ley lines, L-E-Y space L-I-N-E-S. And I'm not an expert in terms of ley lines. I am brand new in learning about these things. And I'm just so excited to sort of have an idea of something that continues to come up in a synchronous way in my life. So this podcast is going to be a lot of my personal experience, some exploratory experience, and I think the cool part about this is I'm headed to England for two weeks. So this podcast is about the trip that I'm planning, the metaphysical things I'm exploring, and to also connect with you in a bigger way about some of these really mysterious things that we have not learned about or understood in a left brain sort of way and how that doesn't necessarily mean that some of these ancient concepts that people feel drawn to but can't put into words, that maybe there's a lot of truth to them even though there's not a lot of understanding about them. So just so you all know, like I said, I'm headed to England here in a couple days and doing this very cool exploratory trip And if you can imagine for yourself, if you've gone out of the country for a couple weeks or even traveled, there's a lot of planning involved, right? A lot of planning, especially when you're going to a big, big city. A lot of times people think of London as this sort of quaint or maybe big but old style city. And it's definitely full of skyscrapers and has in some places the New York vibe and is is huge and massive. You know, this huge underground train system or tube or things like that, that a lot of folks don't know that much about. And so, of course, being a very kind of type A, struggle with perfectionist kind of gal, I was like, I need to do a ton of research. So, part of the trip, I'm meeting a spiritual community that I connect with deeply for the first five days or so. And then I am taking myself into London and essentially backpacking around and going wherever I want to where I want to go. And I must tell you, normally when I go on trips as being the type A person, I am very organized. You know, I spent hours, hours looking up different sacred sites, looking up where I'm staying and compared to the metaphysical stores, 
you know, ancient wells, found cemeteries, crypts, caves, all the good witchy things. But this is where I love that I've developed a really strong, loving connection with my intuition. And I've learned as a person that puts a lot of energy and fire and time into things, even though my brain might might want something to make sense and align, if my heart or my gut or something doesn't feel like a door opening in my internal space, for me, a lot of times that means, hmm, maybe pull back, maybe wait for a second. Doesn't mean it's wrong, but maybe just hang back. Maybe there's some information there, which can be tricky, especially when trip planning. If you're And me, I'll take my own example. If I'm planning on going places that need tickets and timing and all of that stuff, for me to say, huh, I really want to go to this very amazing church and and look at the acoustics and, you know, the sculptures and, you know, the crypts and all these things or the underground well inside of it. But to have something in my system not fully on board is, is a little infuriating sometimes. But I know myself well enough that that means pause, just pause write it down, get the map, maybe something has to shift in your space. Okay, so to imagine I'm planning this big trip, you know, I'm on my own, which I love traveling on my own, but it just means I have to be a little bit more organized because it's just me. And as I'm trying to map things out, it's just not quite feeling right. And all of a sudden, in a whirlwind over three or four weeks before I'm leaving for this trip, all of a sudden the concept of ley lines, the word ley lines, whether it's in songs, whether I'm hearing people talk about it, I see it passing by in a bookstore. All of a sudden the word ley lines just comes up over and over and over again. And I'm like, huh, okay. I don't know if I necessarily know what ley lines are. What is that? And y'all, this is the part I love about sometimes letting yourself be surprised and really following your intuition. Because by doing that, all of a sudden I started looking up ley lines. And it's so funny because one of the first books ever written about ley lines that discusses ley lines was written in England. And what I think is amazing is the, uh, the first being in England that ever said anything about ley lines. His name was Alfred Watkins. And truly, this was in, uh, I want to say the 1920s. I want to say, I'll have to find the exact date of it. But essentially, Alfred Watkins, when he was 65, he essentially was like riding his horse over the countryside in England and looked over this really huge hill that looked at this town And he had this massive vision as he was looking over this hill. There was all of these lines that lit up. It almost looked like glowing crisscrossing lines all over. And the crazy part is they were connecting things. They were connecting churches and sacred sites. And again, England has a lot of wells. There was all of these old stones being connected, these sacred spots And he stood there in awe as slowly they started to fade. And he essentially saw through the surface of the landscape to this sort of deposited, remote, prehistoric, ancient, energetic connection somehow that always had been there. And yet he realized that lots of sacred sites, stones, churches, spiritual places... They have all been set up on ley lines. He started going through, he wrote a book called The Old Straight Track. 
And he started documenting that a lot of times, even in London or outside of London, he would notice all of these very powerful places of worship were all built on ley lines. And so this concept started gaining a lot more speed in like the 60s and the 70s in terms of more of the spiritual movement started coming out with the hippie and more of the freedom movements and things. And what I think is really fascinating is that as I'm learning about ley lines, there's lots of people that believe in ley lines, but they don't necessarily know what they are because we can't see them, but people can feel them. So there's a lot of different ideas about what a ley line is, but there's this really beautiful book I ended up finding off of Amazon, and it is called London's Ley Lines, Pathways of Enlightenment by Christopher E. Street. And I'm going to read this to you for the quote around what ley lines are kind of summarized. But he says, it is usually conceived as a line of mysterious earth energy, in quotes, possibly electromagnetic in nature, but also somehow a psychic and spiritual force related to the fundamental life force of the planet and the universe. The places that mark an alignment are conceived as node points in this energy matrix and therefore must be places of numinous power, which is why they are so often sacred sites. Lays, whatever they are in physical terms, have an undeniable mystical and spiritual element, which adds to the confusion. So there's a lot of ideas. If you type in ley lines into Google, you get lots of different things. There's some about electromagnetic energy. There's some that say, huh, it's connected with the energy that comes up from underground volcanoes, I think was one theory that I saw. Some people believe it's like the veins of the earth. All of this beautiful energy that pulsates all of the earth runs through these ley lines, almost in the same way that the earth has different tectonic plates and there's energy pushed up in between those plates and moves around and things of that sort. But I think it's incredible to think about where all these places are. And there's so many sacred sites all over the world that connect in with this theory. A few weeks ago, I went to Chaco Canyon in New Mexico with my partner, and it was incredible to see all of these sort of sacred houses, great houses, kivas, things like that. They were all in the same line, perfectly aligned with solstices or the sun or the equinoxes. And you could see each one and their roads were perfectly northeast, southwest, 60 miles in every direction to draw people into this great ancient cultural city that was created. You know, the idea of building things in accordance with nature and in a certain direction creates energetic nodes. Like if you can picture this, right? If there truly is a system like veins of the earth that run around and as you're trying to build a site in connection with mother earth and her energy channels and the sacred elemental and the cardinal directions and all of it of course you would want to build on these lines so imagine this all of a sudden I'm trying to make my plans in London right to figure out as a tourist okay do I take this train and do I go onto this thing you know to get to the Westminster Abbey you know or do I do this London Bridge and nothing felt right I even spent hours looking at mystical London right what are the what are the witchy underground ancient kind of things that I should visit and nothing hit and then all of a sudden I'm thrown in a really cool way into researching ley lines 
And not only do I find out about ley lines, but I find out there are books, right? One of them I got was called Mystical England London Guidebook by by Paul McCarthy. And it's four different ley lines that you can walk through London. He gives you maps and directions about like, huh, this is considered a feminine ley line, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I wonder, this is amazing. I'm supposed to just do a walking trip. I'm literally supposed to spend days for fun walking the ley lines because the sites that maybe I'm supposed to go to or I would love to go to are going to be really helpful for me are on these ley lines. These are cool connection ley lines. So I'm going to have so much fun dropping into London, you know, putting on my backpack, my notebook, you know, whatever else I need and walking all over the city, potentially looking very goofy, depending on where the ley lines go. And, you know, one book has like four different ones and one has like 20 and some of them extend out from London into Stonehenge, into all over the country. But I'm going to walk these sort of sacred ancient ley lines with intuition, with joy, with curiosity, with rootedness, and see what comes up. See what shows me things. Because all of these ley line books talk about these things being energy grids and that when you are connected to some of these sacred energy grids, there's a lot of healing that comes through and different ley lines connecting different parts of the earth, east, west, things of that nature. They help heal different things in the body. And so what I love too is that the book that I got, London's Ley Lines, they actually talk about that. They talk about how people are drawn to the ley lines depending on what they're going to heal. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're stopping certain places or going certain places and that those energies actually allow for a healing. So the Mystical England London Guidebook, there's a quote I'm going to read you as well, that says, Ley lines draw to them those people who need their energetic support with the spiritual themes that they represent. Often this attraction to ley lines is subconscious in nature. But when these realities are explored, we can often see that in many cases, there's no coincidence as to why a person is drawn to live, work, or visit an area that is a host to a specific ley line. They needed to be in that specific energy. So I'm going to have so much fun. (laughs) There's a book that has like 25 different ones and I got so overwhelmed reading it because it was like, take a left at this or do that. And I was like, you know, let's just see what I, let's see what I'm drawn to. And I closed it. And I picked a page in the book, depending on how I felt, you know, it felt right. I put my hand in and I opened it up and it's the Stonehenge line. And I was like, well, that's perfect. I'm absolutely going there. Great. What's the other lines? And I picked three or four of them to walk down and to explore this concept, to explore how do I feel on ley lines and what's on ley lines? And if there are certain ley lines that help heal certain things what's my intention you know a lot of my ancestry comes from england a lot of england a lot of irish a lot of german welsh things of that nature and every couple years i take ancestral trips to some of these places that my family comes from because there's not a lot of information besides what ancestry.com has to tell me there was a lot of folks trading in their identity and i come from a lot of farmers A lot of folks, I think, that were in poverty and didn't really have a lot of wealth. And so coming to the United States had a lot to do with carving out new lives and getting land. 
you know, and trying to start over in a way, unfortunately, at the expense of other people in which that land already was home to. So there's a lot for me as a white person, as a woman, to go, huh, I'm located here in the United States, but how do I understand my history? How do I take responsibility for the pieces of my life and be the best human I can be and also try to learn from the elders? It's something that feels so missing in my life, maybe in your life too, as I'm talking about this. Just thinking to yourself, do you have the elders to guide, to teach, to share really important things that could really help pave the way to not have to go through so much, to feel that tenderness, that care, that deep kind of well of holding when you've lived a life and you've gained so much wisdom from it. I don't have a lot of that in my life, to be honest with you. And so when I go to these spaces, it's not only this life and this body, but it also in a lot of ways is connected to different lives that I've had because I feel it. Even going to England, it's, it's funny just talking about it with you because it feels like I've already been there. It feels like I already know it. And so there's not really that much fear in going and traveling to these spaces, you know, and spending half the time by myself and walking over around a city, you know, with a backpack, a book, a pen, and just a loving heart, you know, that obviously has a phone. (laughs) I told my mom all this and she's like, great. Can you text me at night (laughs) when you get home? And I'm like, mom, that's going to be fine. She's like, well, in Ireland, you were out late walking around. And I was like, that's true. I did make that decision to walk around some of the cities in Ireland at night exploring things. So it's really funny. You guys don't have to worry about me as I'm talking about it. You can really trust me with this. But there's a, I think there's a lot of joy. I think there's a lot of excitement in going on a vacation and actually allowing it to be a vacation. Do you ever do that where you go on a vacation, but you plan so much and you put so much in there out of fear of not getting the most out of it, but then when you get home, you need a vacation from the vacation? I've done that so many times in my life and sort of really carving out sacred time to just be in another place, to be with myself, to be in the energy, to allow some of these spiritual elemental guides to really guide me, to show me things. I think a lot of people are afraid to do this kind of work or to, to reach out in this sort of way because they go, well, what if I'm guided wrong? Or what if I don't listen? Or what if I'm making it up? Or what if I end up getting stuck and it doesn't work out? And trust me, I've had my fair share of those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to trust the universe. Go ahead and guide me. you know. And then it's like crickets. There's something that doesn't feel like it shows up and it makes you feel like you failed. And to combat some of that energy... Actually, for years I did this. Maybe it's something you've tried or something to play with. In order to get better at hearing my intuition, either my guides sort of coming through more telepathically or getting really in tune with my body in terms of intuition being in the stomach or the heart, things of that nature, I actually used to play the driving game where I would get in my car and I would say, okay, I'm going to play the left and right game. And I would drive slowly you know, more on like the 40 mile per hour roads. And I would stop at a stoplight and I would say, okay, do I want to go left or right? And I might hear right. And I'm like, okay. And I'd take a right and I would drive through this neighborhood. And all of a sudden, maybe I'm driving past this house. And it reminds me of a house that I used to go and spend time at in childhood. Maybe they have a dog or maybe they have kids. And I go, oh, wow. 
I used to remember loving hanging out at my neighbor's house. That was so special. And I'm just filled with this memory. And I'm like, wow, thank you. How grateful I am and how lucky I am to have had that. And maybe I keep driving. And all of a sudden there's this beautiful bird soaring through the air. And I just feel this panoramic spacious awareness, this gratitude for being alive. I'm like, wow, it was so beautiful. And then I get to the end of the block and I say, okay, guides, left or right. And they go right again. And I go, okay. And maybe that drives me straight out of the neighborhood. I get to another stoplight and they say left. And I say, okay. And I keep driving down that road. And all of a sudden, maybe I see a very cool metaphysical store or a beautiful tree. And I tap into these energies, not with this, we need to get somewhere energy, but like, show me something that would be beautiful or healing or connective. I love playing in those spaces. And what it does for me is it's really allowed me to hear myself and to trust myself. So I've started off in these teeny tiny ways of learning how to listen to that inner guidance and inner knowing. And now I take it across the world (laughs) into different places in the world where I can plan really sweet vacations for myself studying these very mystical concepts, not really knowing what I think about them yet, being curious about energetic portals or vortexes or things of that nature. Who knows, right, if we can't prove some of those things yet, but how cool to be able to go and play. And if there's these sacred sites on these lines, it's essentially a map of really cool places to check out on its own. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week as you hear about some of these concepts I'm learning about, but also kind of showing you by example that being in connection with your intuition and, you know, getting it right, quote unquote, it doesn't have to be such this pressurized process. It can be fun. It can be playful. It can be safe. You know, you can have joy with it. So I'm putting that out there for all of you to be able to uh, hopefully send me a soul hello if you listen to this in the month of May. And, um, The next podcast that I do will be the post podcast to share my findings. What did I think? What did I learn? What got challenged? You know, did I run into walls? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And if you know anything about ley lines or if you've had this experience walking them, understanding them, vortexes, things of that nature, please let me know. I love learning from other people and connecting in these spaces. It's so cool to learn from each other. And if you're a person that loves going on the vacations too, and you're considering England, we can have a conversation. I could let you know if following ley lines is the way to go. But anyway, sending you all so, so much love. Have a beautiful day, beautiful week. Have a beautiful life. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.